Good morning, everybody. You're tuning into the news and morning mixtape. It is Monday, August 7th, and I'm your host, Mariana Schuetze, reporting for MAP Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. And here are our top stories from today. One person stabbed and eight others injured after protests at Toronto Park turned violent. York University scientists are studying Toronto's air quality amid rise in wildfire smoke. In British Columbia, graffiti artists take part in Vancouver's first ever live competition. And then we'll hear from Cindy with a new segment for Canadian Connection. With all this news, let's get started. At least nine people were injured at a park in West End, Toronto this weekend. According to CTV News, after a protest during a cultural festival turned violent this Saturday, police were called to the scene. Police came to Ellscote Park near Caledonia Road and St. Clair Avenue West shortly after 10 a.m. According to police, there were reports of a large crowd in the park, a man with a knife, as well as a fight. Residents in the park told CTV News Toronto that some tents were set on fire. Investigators later said there was a festival in the park and a counter-protest showed up. The two groups clashed, police said, and multiple people were injured. Paramedics confirmed that one patient was seriously injured and taken to local hospital with stab wounds. Eight other people have sustained non-life-threatening injuries. No charges have been laid thus far, according to police. The event was called Festival Eritrea Toronto, which has been billed as a sports and cultural festival running in the city between August 5th and August 7th. According to witnesses, people started gathering at the family-friendly event to protest the country's government, which has been described by human rights groups as repressive. According to CTV News, an election hasn't been held in Eritrea since their first president came into power decades ago. The protesters argued the events like the ones being held in Toronto raise money for the government of Eritrea. One of the protesters told CTV News that violence is not necessary and that they just want these events cancelled. However, Toronto festival goers said that what started as a peaceful chanting on Saturday quickly turned violent, leading many to feel unsafe. Moving on, a team of York University researchers are studying Toronto's air quality this summer as part of a new project aimed at discovering what's polluting the city's air. According to Now Toronto, the university's atmospheric scientists have taken the initiative to test the city's air pollution as the country battles major wildfires and smoke continues to reach the city. The research project is titled The Six stylized with a C at the beginning instead of an S, which stands for the Toronto Halogens, Emissions, Contaminants, and Inorganics Experiment. It is being led by York University's Faculty of Science experts, Associate Professor Cora Young and Logistics Lead Assistant Professor Trevor Van den Boer. They will conduct the project from the rooftop of their air quality research station for the next six weeks. The project is designed to examine and analyze the components contributing to the city's air pollution. According to Now Toronto, in the past few decades, Toronto's air pollution has shown improvement. However, due to the recent smoke in the city, results have reversed and negative effects have risen, the research said. The sixth project is part of a larger international field campaign called Atmospheric Emissions and Reactions Observed from Mega Cities to Marine Areas being conducted across North America by NASA and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. York University says state-of-the-art equipment 
will be utilized during this project to investigate the air pollution sources, including the NASA DC-8 aircraft, a flying science laboratory packed with instruments. This will be used to fly over the school campus this month to take air quality readings from high levels of the atmosphere to be compared with the rooftop readings. Now in Vancouver, this weekend, graffiti artists got together to participate in the city's first ever live graffiti competition. The event is called Clean Nines Graph Jam and is sponsored by the city of Vancouver. Trey Halton, a street artist and organizer of the event, told Global News this Saturday, quote, we're celebrating street art and all that it is. The artist deemed to have the best piece in the competition will win a cash prize. According to Global News, Vancouver's first ever legal graffiti wall launched in downtown Eastside last summer. The blank canvases are the walls of the alley at 133 West Bender Street. All business owners and residents have given their consent for the wall art to take place. Kyle Shipman, another organizer of the event, told Global News it is a, quote, giant milestone for the city. He said organizers would love to put the event on next year and for many years to come. Well, that was it for me today, and now I'll leave you with Cindy with a story on one of Canada's most beloved TV shows for Canadian Connection. Good morning, Met Radio listeners. I'm Cindy, and welcome to the Canadian Connection, where each week I'll reintroduce you to nostalgic Canadian media you might feel connected to or tell you how Canadian media is connected globally. I'll cover all, books, TV, music, anything. Now I'm going to say something, and I wonder if anyone feels the same. I'm feeling like there's been a decline in heartwarming family-centered TV shows these past few years. I'm talking about the type of show that's safe for your family to gather in the living room to watch one evening, and you know everyone's going to have a nice time. That genre has seemed to slowly disappear, but do you know what show is still standing strong? CBC's staple family drama, Heartland. I think lots of people have brushed off Heartland as that one farm show and haven't paid much mind to it, me included. But I was interested in the series when I came across an article from the Toronto Star said the show has a huge fan base in the U.S. They said that in January, Nielsen published that Heartland was the 13th most popular show of any kind in the U.S. for all of 2022. It's rare for Canadian TV shows to have that large of an audience in America, so that's very impressive. What's also impressive is that Heartland is currently the longest-running Canadian scripted drama. CBC describes the show as a, quote, multi-generational saga about a family getting through the highs and lows of life on a horse ranch. The show's pilot aired in October of 2007. 16 years later, the show has ran for 16 seasons, 249 episodes, and the franchise also got a movie. So it's no denying that Heartland has a huge committed following. But why has the show become so successful? Well, I think it's because of its simplicity. The synopsis I read earlier that described Heartland as a multi-generational saga about a family and their life on a horse ranch is exactly what the show is. You get introduced to the show's protagonist, Amy Fleming, in the very first episode and follow her and her family the whole time. The Fleming family are still the central characters of the show in season 16. They've just grown up and relationships have changed as they do in real life. Of course, smaller characters get introduced throughout the series, but there's no 180 in story, no reboot-style cast that randomly takes over one season, and I think people appreciate that. It's nice to have a show that will deliver consistency during people's fast-paced and difficult lives, Sometimes you just want to come home from a long day and feel comforted in a show where you know what you're going to get. We all have our comfort series. And like I said, there's not many family dramas out there today. 
It seems like most shows now cater exclusively to teen audiences or very mature ones. But Heartland can capture the attention of all ages. It's not childish, but it's not explicit either. It has its own niche. The show also attracts people because of the beautiful scenery it includes of the Albertan countryside. It films in a small town called High River that's 30 minutes away from Calgary. And of course, like it seems every popular TV or film series has, Heartland is based off of a series of novels under the same name. 25 novels to be exact. Thanks a lot for listening. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I'm Cindy Zogu. Thank you, Cindy. And before we wrap up our show, let's take a look at the weather forecast for this Monday in Toronto. During the day, showers are expected in the city with a high of 22 degrees. By night, the temperature will drop to an 18 low. Well, this is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next week with some more news and morning mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's Med Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schwitzer. Thanks for listening.